Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Hello, welcome everyone this evening. I'm excited that you're tuned in to our live Bible study. And we're starting a new series this uh, month of April. We're going through our Faith Refresher course. And it's important for us to understand that we can never outgrow the basics. Is that okay? We can never outgrow the basics. And um, I want to welcome all our churches that are joining us, um, not only in River State, but Delta State churches that are joining us. And if you have any issues with the sound or the live streaming, just quickly uh, drop a comment on the chat box of any of them and our technical team will sort it out. And we deeply appreciate all the guys who are working behind the scenes to make sure that our services continue and we reach you in your homes. Praise God. Let's pray and let's get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach your word. I thank you because the Spirit of God is in us tonight and is going to enlighten us and give us understanding and insight into your word and your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we are going through our faith refresher course. And what we essentially want to do with this series, uh, basically, is to go through the subject of faith again. Praise God. To go through the subject of faith again. And like I always say, uh, let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. One of my favorite verses of the scripture. Hebrews chapter 2. And we're going to read from verse 1. For this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard past tense. To what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. Now, Paul says, for this reason, we must pay attention to, or much closer attention, to what we have heard. Praise the name of the Lord. So there is something that we have heard. There is a message we have heard. There is a message that has been communicated to us by Fathers of the faith, by pastors, by teachers, up until this moment. And Paul says, we have to pay much closer attention to it. And that's, that's very important. To pay much closer attention to it, so that we do not drift away from it. So, if we look at this verse of scripture, three things com- comes out. Number one, the need to pay attention. The need to pay much closer attention, the New American Standard Bible would say. The need to pay much closer attention. Number two, we're paying close attention to something specific. Praise God. We're paying close attention to something specific. We are not just paying attention to everything going on. We're not just paying attention to symptoms. We're not paying attention to certain things. We are paying attention to a very specific subject. What is that? The things that we have heard. That means the message of the divine life that have been communicated to us. There is need for us to pay attention to it. Number three, so that we do not drift away from it. Praise God. Now, 
To drift is to gradually move from somewhere to another place. That's, when something is drifting, it's not instantaneous. It's not, it doesn't happen one day. It doesn't like suddenly happens. If you start drifting, you will realize that you're not paying attention to details the way you should pay attention to details before. Spiritual things no longer hold the same esteem that they should hold in your life. Discipline and consecration do not hold the same value they should hold in your life. What's happening? You are beginning to drift. Now, one of the things you realize about this is when you start drifting, you will begin to make excuses why your faith is not working. Praise God. I'll repeat that again. When you start drifting from faith, you will start making excuses why your faith isn't working. So you say, well, you know what? If, ah, no, it's the economy. Oh, it's the disease. Oh, it's the... You know, you just start making all kinds of excuses to accommodate the fact that you're no longer in the position you used to be. Go with me to Philippians. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Philippians chapter 3. And let's see what Paul said there. I'm just trying to lay foundation for the course that we're going to go through all through this month. I've been going through the basics of faith again. It will reaffirm your faith. It will teach you new things. It will affirm the things you know before. It will strengthen and deepen what you already know. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Glory to God. I like this. Straight, command, simple. Rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> and you say, well, there are not many things to rejoice about today. Well, that's what faith is. Acting on the word. Acting on the word. If you are rejoicing only when there are things to rejoice about, you are not acting on the word. So, he says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things again is not trouble to me. It is safeguard for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Now look at this. Paul says, I am writing the same things to you again. And it is not troublesome. It's not a burden to write the same things to you. It's not a burden. It's not... It's not a problem to me to repeat certain things to you. And that is why I always say that in the Christian faith, reputation is safety. Reputation is safety. To repeat certain truths again is safe for us. And that's what we want to do this month of April. We want to go again to the basics of faith. You know... When a football team starts losing a lot of matches, you know what the coach does? He, 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 he brings them back to basics. You know, just one touch, pass your football. One touch, pass your football. What's he doing? He's reminding them. You know, certain things that we think, well, well I, I know that, I'm deeper than that. You know, I give this example all the time. You know, somebody says, well, I'm so deep in faith and I'm spiritually matured right now. And you know what? The person pays no attention to the confession of, their, of, their, of the words that comes out of their mouth. They say what they want to say. Because they feel well they are spiritually matured. Well, you cannot be spiritually matured and neglect the basic fundamental laws of life. 
Glory to God. Well, you cannot get on an airplane and say, well, I've been flying for 20 years and uh, well, I'm 50 years right now. And you don't pay attention to the law of lift. You don't pay attention to the law of gravity. You just get on the airplane and do what you want. Well, you're not going to survive to tell the story. Praise God. So, it's important that we pay attention to details and we are not, we become comfortable with repeating certain things until they become established and reaffirmed in our hearts. And that's why I'd encourage all of you to join us in the morning devotions that we have about 6.15 to 6.30 every day. What are we doing in those devotions? We're reaffirming ourselves in the truth of who we are in Christ. Basics of the Christian faith. But we reaffirm ourselves in it. We establish ourselves in it. And the example I usually give is someone who um, may, I mean, we all have to brush our teeth in the morning. That's basic for everybody. But you cannot say, well, I've been brushing my teeth for the past... 50 years, I'm tired, I want to take a break for 3 months. If you take a break, you have more social distance than you ever imagined in your life. So, there are certain things that we have to do. And the subject of faith, it's very important. It's very important. You know, many years ago, someone told me, he, he was asking me, he says, are you in the word of faith camp? I said, no, I'm not in the word of faith camp. He said, which camp are you? I said, I'm in the word camp. And the word is faith. Praise God. You know, because people want to try to label you and put you in a particular denomination or camp and try to cast a passion on the things you're teaching because they just feel that there are certain extremes that certain ministers have, uh, have been upholding. But that does not neglect the truth of the scripture that it is by faith that we are justified. The just lives by faith. The man who is justified is through the process of faith. He has faith in the things that God has said. And if we look at the word of God, we cannot act on the word of God without faith. No man cannot act on the word of God without believing the word. And the proof that you believe the word, two things will happen. Two things will happen. If you believe God's word, you would speak it. It will become your confession. Glory to God. If you believe the word, it becomes your confession. Number two, it becomes your lifestyle. What does that mean? You will act on the word and you will speak the word. Praise God. Come on, somebody say that. I will act on the word and I will speak the word. We believe, therefore we speak. So we believe, we speak, and we act. There is no faith without acting. There is no faith without acting. If I believe that this chair can hold me, then I'll sit on it. If I, if, if, if I don't sit on it, it means I don't believe. So, my faith causes me to act. Right? My faith, it's, it's in, my, in my inward man. Knowing that I believe what the word of God says, then I'll act on the word. And when I act on the word... Because the word is in my heart abundantly, it becomes my confession. Right? We're going to have time to talk about confession, but I'm just laying the foundation for everything. Right? So, the word is in my heart. The word is full in my heart. Automatically, it becomes my confession. It becomes my declaration. It becomes that which I speak forth. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, so let's go to... Uh, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Thank you Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. And it's important for you to keep your eyes on the word. and Look at the word. Take a look at it. Read it. 
Praise God. Okay. Romans chapter 10. And let's look at. Let's start reading from verse 12. Praise God. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. That's good news. For the same Lord is Lord of all. Abounding in riches for all who call on Him. Verse 13. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Praise God. Verse 14. How then will they call on Him who they have not believed? Look at that. They cannot call on Him if they have not believed. How will they believe in Him when they have not heard? You see that? So it says, if they, they cannot call on Him to be saved if they have not believed. But yes, they cannot believe in whom they have not heard. So, it says, how will they hear without a preacher? So we find three things here. We find a preacher, we find hearing, and we find believing. But I want you to observe this because today we're dealing with the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. What do you do when you hear evil report? What is the faith response to evil report? Now, go back to Romans 10 and look at verse 14 carefully again. How will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in Him who they have not heard? So it tells us that they can only believe if they have heard. Right? They can only believe if they have heard. So whatever you believe is a product of what you have been hearing. So let's take for instance a child that's grown up in a family that's, that there's no love, there's a lot of abuse and the rest. And, and, and the child keeps hearing you're not good, you're stupid, you're foolish, you're not intelligent. The child keeps hearing that for 20, 25 years or 30 years of a child's life or maybe 18 years or 10 years or whatever number of years. Just fill in the blanks. After a while, the child is going to start believing that they are no good. Now, when the child believes that he is no good, he will start acting like he is no good. Right. So the child believes that I'm no good. I'm stupid. I'm dull. And the guy goes to the examination hall. There are 36 people in class. The guy is number 35. And when he comes home with that report or that result sheet, and you take a look at it, this is what the parents is going to say. Did I not tell you you were no good? Right? Did I not tell you you were no good? Yes, you said so. And you had what you said. Mark 11.23. Praise God. But what was the process? The, the child kept hearing this and believed it and he became what he believed. Think of that. What we hear, praise God, is what we believe. What we believe is what we become. So, if I see you today, I know what you've been hearing. We're talking about the hearing of faith. We're talking about the hearing of faith. So, it's important for us to understand that what we hear is important. We must pay attention to what we hear. 
We cannot be careless about our hearing. Now let's go on to verse 15. How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring, I like this, good news of good things. The gospel is good news. Glory to God. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. Verse 16. However, however, they did not all heed the good news. We're discussing the hearing of faith. They did not all heed the good news. What does that tell me? What that tells me is that it is possible for someone to have access to good news and does not listen to it. It's possible for someone to have access to good news and does not pay attention to it, does not heed it, does not give that careful attention that is required for faith to be birthed in the heart. So, the fact that, listen, the fact that we have the Word of God all, I mean, everywhere, iPad, phones, Hard copies, soft copy, all kinds of copies. The fact that we have the word of God written for us does not mean everybody is listening to the word. Does not mean everybody is heeding, giving attention, paying close attention to what's coming out from the word. Okay, verse 16. However, they did not all hear the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report. So you see that? Who has believed our report? Now, because they did not heed, they couldn't believe. They ignored the hearing. They ignored the acceptance of the word. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. They ignored the acceptance of the word. And because they ignored the acceptance of the word, they did not, they could not believe the report. Let's, let's, we'll come back here. Well, let's, let's read 17 and then we'll go back to Isaiah. So, it goes on to say, So faith comes from hearing or by hearing. Or faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So, it shows us that what we hear impacts certain things to us. That if we hear the word of Christ, now listen very carefully, if you hear actually the word of Christ, it will impact faith to you. So if I, if I hear a message that is full of Christ, if I hear a message that is based on the word of God, I'm going to leave that place full of faith. Let's go to Isaiah 53. Thank you Lord Jesus. Isaiah chapter 53, and uh, we're going to read from verse 1. We're just trying to confirm what Paul said in Romans chapter 10. So, I want to read the first verse. Who has believed our message? So, the report there that Paul used in Romans chapter 10 is the same thing. Who has believed our message? And look at the next line. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And I like to say this, that if we actually believe what God is saying to us, His hand will be revealed in our life. The revelation of God is tied to our belief system. That's the truth. Whatever you believe is what will be revealed unto you. Is what will be manifested unto you. And, and I've seen this mistake all the time. People, 
People go about assuming that they have faith. Presumption and faith are not the same thing. If you have faith, you will know. There's substance to faith. There's substance to faith. You will, you will know that these will not move me. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright, now, I want you to go to Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. A very, a very popular verse of scripture. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. The word fear there is also the word timidity. Or spirit that is timid. Right? Faith is not timid. Faith is bold. Faith is audacious. And that's why sometimes when you start making declarations of faith and confessions of faith, people cannot understand it. They don't understand why you should talk that way. They don't, they don't get it. Because the world wants us to be timid. The world wants us to be coward. The world wants us to give in and fall flat and say, well, whatever we be, we'll be. We don't know what tomorrow is going to be. Huh? We're just suffering. We are dying. We are sick. Oh, there's nothing good about us. That, and when you say that, you, you hear people nod and say, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. No, that's not true. That's an evil report. Truth is what God says about us. Truth is, you see what, my life has to line up with the word of God. Not only in my lifestyle, but in my declaration. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. I do not have the spirit of fear. That's what you should tell yourself all the time. I don't have the spirit of fear. And someone say, well, but pastor, I'm afraid. Well, where did you get the spirit from? It's not from God. God doesn't give fear. God gives faith. Glory to God. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Or by the word of Christ. If we hear, if we fill our heart with the word of God, it will dispel fear. Yes, glory to God. If we fill our heart with God's word, it will displace fear. It will drive fear out of the door. And you, you know what will happen? You will look for fear in your heart and you won't find it. I tell you the truth. You will look for fear. You will not be able to find it. So if there is the presence of fear, there is the absence of faith. The presence of fear is the absence of faith. Because when faith comes, fear goes. Praise God. When faith comes, fear goes. For God is not giving us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and discipline. Sound mind. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Alright, so, in talking about the hearing of faith, let's go to, uh, I want to read something in Psalm 112, and we will go to Mark chapter 5. So, let's go to Psalm 112. And let's see something there. Verse 7. Psalm 112 verse 7. Thank you Lord Jesus. God's word. It's medicine. Hallelujah. Okay, let's read from verse 1. Psalm 112 verse 1. Praise the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Who greatly delights in his commandments. 
His descendants will be mighty on the earth. Come on, this is God's word to us. So you, you realize you, you don't go about saying, well, I don't know what's going to become of my children. I just pray. No, 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 no. You have, you have Psalm 112 verse 2 to stand on, to pray for your children. Well, the generation of the upright will be blessed. He didn't say the generation of the upright will be cursed. He says the generation of the upright will be blessed. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, and riches are in his house. Praise God, I received this. It's mine. Yes, glory to God. And His righteousness endures forever. Light, look at this, arises in the darkness for the upright. Light arises in the darkness for the upright. So, because I've heard, I've heard people in trying to stick with faith, deny the obvious. So, faith is not saying, there's no darkness, there's no darkness, there's no darkness, there's no darkness. That's not faith. That's, that's living in denial. That's living in denial. Faith is saying, there's darkness, but light is shining on me. So, you see that? You are not denying what is obvious. You are only denying the power of the obvious to over, over, overtake you. I, are you following that now? So, if you're, if, you're, if you're trusting God for healing, for instance, you, don't, you look at the symptoms, the pain might be there, whatever you're trusting, whatever you're believing uh, the symptoms to go away might be there, you don't say, I don't have the symptoms, I don't have the symptoms, I don't have the symptoms. No, that's not faith. Faith is saying, listen, I don't care what the symptoms are, Christ has perfected my healing and I'm the healed of the Lord. So, I don't deny that there's darkness, but darkness is not going to come upon me. Light is what God has promised me and that's what I accept. Praise God. So, let's go on. Light arises in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious and compassionate and righteous. It is well with the man who is gracious and lends. He will maintain his curse in judgment. I like this. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus. For he will never be shaken. Praise God. The righteous will be remembered forever. Now this is, this is where I want us to pay attention to. Verse 7. He will not fear evil tidings. He will not fear evil tidings. Now we're talking about the hearing of faith. It says... The man who is righteous, the man who has this covenant with God, who is blessed of the Lord, the man who fears the Lord, he says, he will not be afraid of evil tidings. What does that mean? It means that evil tidings brings fear. And when evil tidings are in the atmosphere, fear is impacted. Right? Imparted into people. But he says, listen, this man will not be afraid of evil tidings. So, we cannot wish away evil tidings. We cannot say, well, there's no evil tidings. No, no, there are evil tides. <laughs> Praise God. Not evil tithing. Evil tithings. Evil words. Evil messages. Evil reports. But the man who is steadfast in the Lord will not be afraid of evil. Praise God. Will not be afraid of evil tithings. When it comes. Why? The next line tells us. His heart 
is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Did you observe that? Now, let's say, these are my hands, right? This is the man's heart. And evil tidings are coming this way. And the man is not paying attention to the evil tidings. Not paying attention. You know what I mean? Not paying attention. He's hearing them, but he's not giving them attention. Hebrews chapter 2, we read that. Pay attention to the things you've heard. So, evil tidings is coming this way. And the man is not paying attention. Why? His heart is fixed on the Lord. Trusting in God. So, if he pays attention to the evil tidings right here, his heart will begin to move from the Lord and begin to focus and paying attention to that evil tithing right there. And if he starts paying attention to that thing, that thing is going to put fear in you. It will get fear in your heart. So, what you listen to is important. What you listen to is important. Whatever you listen to is imparting something into your heart. And it's now two ways, right? If you hear the message of Christ, it strengthens your heart. And it's like my heart is hooked on the Lord. And I hear a message, it deepens it. I hear a message, it screws my heart more to the Lord. You keep him in perfect peace whose heart is stayed on the Lord. So my heart is fixed, my heart is fixed, my heart is fixed. Trusting in the Lord, my heart is fixed. Trusting in the Lord, my heart is fixed. Trusting in the Lord. And then I hear this evil report. And my heart starts pulling aside from the Lord. Start pulling aside from the Lord. What am I doing right there? Hebrews chapter 2. I'm drifting. So, well, when I used to go, well, I trust God. I'm going to live in divine health. I'm going to live to about 90 or 120 or whatever age you want to live unto. And you confess in long life. With long life, with God satisfy me and show me his salvation. You're all there just declaring. And then you hear, bam, there's a virus on the earth killing everybody. It's like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, there's... And what's happening right there? You're drifting. You're moving. Your heart is no longer trusting the Lord. How do I know that your heart is no longer trusting the Lord? Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Glory to God. Psalm 91 tells us, No evil shall befall your dwelling, and no plague shall come nigh that dwelling. Glory to God. Psalm 91 verse 10 is our confession. It's the declaration of our mouth. Praise God forevermore. That's, that's what we say. Praise God. In the household of faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No evil will befall you. Now, these are two reports. Psalm 112 verse 7. The righteous man will not fear evil tidings. So, is there evil tidings? Yes. Why will he not be afraid of evil tidings? His heart is steadfast. Trust in the Lord. I want you to observe the word steadfast right there. That's what you need to do with your heart. In the hearing of faith, you need to keep your heart steadfast. Fixed on God. Fixed on Him. And don't allow anything move your heart out of that position. You know what? Including trusting God for finances. Well, keep your eyes on God. Don't keep your eyes, if you're a pastor for instance, don't keep your eyes on the offering basket. Don't keep your eyes on how many people come to church. Don't keep your eyes on how many people are tuned into your broadcast. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Jesus knows how to get the phones to you. Jesus knows how to get the people to you. Glory to God. You know, 
If your heart is trusting the Lord, instead of making so many plans, you're just going to look up to Him and say, Lord, what's your will? What do you want done? What's our assignment this moment? You know, when all this started going on, and a couple of things started going on with gatherings, and not meeting up, and all that. And I, I shared with a couple of pastors, and you know, some people were skeptical, some people were afraid, some people were this, some people were that. And, and the Lord said to me, seek my wisdom. Seek my wisdom. Nobody has been in this kind of crisis before. <laughs> and therefore, Joshua, uh, Moses told Joshua, uh, Joshua, he says, uh, Joshua was speaking to the Levites, the priests, when he got to Jordan. He says, we've not been this way before. And none of us have been here before. You know, I was discussing with my wife the other day and I was telling her, you know what? I know many people who will change their confession about 2020 now. You know, in general, you're excited. Well, this is our year. Glory to God. This is 2020, the year of our this, the year of our that. And bam, the whole world is almost coming to a standstill. I know some people will try to reroute that confession. And that's where the problem is. That's where the problem is. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not on a virus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your heart steadfast. And keep the confession of faith. Glory to God. Out of the darkness, light will shine on the upright. Light will shine on the righteous. Where am I? Oh, Psalm 91. Okay. Let's go to verse 10. No evil will be for you. No Will any plague come near your tents? Glory to God. Is this the word of God? It is the word of God. We read it. Faith comes. We read it. Faith comes. We act on it. We believe it. We declare it. We confess it. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Go back to Psalm 112, verse 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 112, verse 7. He will not, be, he will not fear evil tithings. So, evil tithings, I said, have the ability to impart fear. Let me give you an example. If, uh, I remember many years ago, uh, as a university student, there was a particular, um, what do you call it now? Like, well, there are many names for it. Back road, shortcuts, bush road, where there's a path that when you take, it's shorter to the hostel. And, um, if you take the other route, it's longer. After a while, certain funny things started happening there. Phones were being stolen. All kinds of things were happening. Now, I never experienced any of it uh, in person. Neither my friends. Neither my circle of friends. But after a while, we began to hear evil reports about that road. You know what happened? <laughs> we didn't go through that road anymore. Every time we were tempted... To go through that road. You know what we remember? We will remember the evil report. If, if we were four and three of us forgot the report, one of us would say, you remember last month they stole the phone there. And we say, oh wow, we'll turn back. Now, and I'm just thinking about it today. I didn't really see anybody they stole the phone from. I didn't experience anybody. They never stole our phones. But after a while, the fear of that road got into our heart. We respected the road by not working in it. Now let me say something. Even if the report they brought was a lie, it had impacted that fear into our heart. And we took action on that fear. What was the action we took? 
we stopped going through that route. So what am I saying with this example? No information will leave you the same. No information will leave you the same. If you get the wrong information into your heart, it's going to impart fear. If you get the wrong information into your heart, it's going to impart lust. If you get the wrong information into your heart, it's going to impart greed and covetousness. Whatever you're manifesting today, it's the information you're letting into your heart. And that's where the discipline is. The hearing of faith is about hearing the word of God only and responding to it. And, and I don't know, our time is going, but if I'm able to get to the story of Jairus, I'll tell you our response to that. Our, how do we respond when evil report comes? But let's build on this a little bit. His heart, I'm still in Psalm 112, verse 7. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Verse 8, his heart is upheld, he will not fear. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, before I went to bed last night, I was listening to Brother Jerry Savelle. And, and Brother Jerry was talking about uh, a couple, last year, two years ago, he was diagnosed with, um, well, he had this whole sickness, went to the hospital. And you know what the doctors told him? <laughs> Amazing. You know what the doctors told Brother Savelle? You will not be able to travel again. You will not be able to preach again. Most of your memory will be gone. You'll not be able to remember anything again. That's what he told Brother Jerry. Was that evil tidings? Yes. But you know what? The man has loaded himself with so much faith. By the way, the man, the doctor told all those things. About two years ago was the man I was listening to last night. <laughs> faith in God. Will always produce a result. Hallelujah. I said faith in God. Will always produce a result. You see when you hear that kind of report. How do you respond? How do you respond? He couldn't talk. But he said in his heart. He knew that he was going to overcome. And he was in that hospital bed for, for a while. And amen. Gradually the healing power of God began to walk on him with what the doctors were doing. And the same man they said cannot remember, will not be able to remember a lot of things in his life. Well remembered what happened and told us the story. And remember all the stories he's been talking when he preaches. What am I saying? Listen carefully to me tonight. That doctor's report is not the final report. Yes. That health report is not the final report. That financial report is not the final report. That report about your life and your destiny and your business and your ministry <laughs> is not the final report. Glory to God. You know, I, I used to, I, I'm thinking of this song, right? And, and people say, sing it all the time in our churches and they sing it here, right in my church here. Uh, who has the final say? And, and then people go, Jehovah has the final say. I was thinking about it in the light of this message and I'm saying, you know what? God has already said what He wants to say in Christ. You now have the final say. Praise God. You either agree with God or you agree with the devil. What is God going to say? God is not going to say anything new tomorrow. He said whatever He wanted to say in Christ. The promises of God in Christ are here and amen. They are perfected in Christ Jesus. Concerning your healing, God has said you're healed. Concerning your prosperity, increase is yours. Concerning your preservation, no evils shall be for you. So who's got the final say right now? Who's got the last say? Who's got the last confession? You! 
you are either confessing what God is saying or you're confessing what the economy is saying. You're confessing what God is saying or you're confessing what um, the news is saying. And this is where the struggle is. It's the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith precedes the confession of faith. The hearing of faith precedes. It's the hearing of faith first and then the confession of faith. I see people trying to have faith when they have not heard anything. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm going ahead of myself, but if you read the woman with the issue of blood, what did they say? She heard that Jesus. She heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. Then she said in her heart, Glory to God. We'll get there. Let's go to uh, verse 8. We're still in Psalm 112. So much in this scripture. Praise God. His heart is upheld. He will not fear. His heart is upheld. Upheld in what? Upheld in his trust in God. So, this thing about trusting in God is not cheap. It's not common. It's not, yeah, I trust God. Yeah, I trust God. No, 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 no. Everybody says that. Trusting in God actually means you come to that place where your heart is totally fixed on God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fixed. Like it's screwed on him. Nothing is moving it. Evil tidings come. You say, no way. My heart is fixed on God. Hallelujah. And you keep, you keep that posture. But how do you keep doing this? You keep feeding on the word of Christ. You keep going through the scriptures. You keep going through your devotionals. You know, I believe that when we wake up every day and we face this world the way the world is, it drains our faith. Because you turn on Twitter, there's something bad happening. You go to Facebook, something bad, somebody's posting something dangerous. You get on the news channels, they are telling you, oh, this is that. And, and you know, sometimes you just sit and you're like, oh God, what's happening in this world? What's happening in this world? Because to the news media, good news is not news. So, the more you fill your heart with the evil report the more you're not able to respond in faith to God. Even though you want to, you discover that there's no substance in which your faith is being built on. So, the hearing of faith is fundamental to building a lifestyle of faith. Let's go to Mark chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mark chapter 5. The hearing of faith. How, what's our response? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, glory to the name of the Father. Mark chapter 5, and let's look at verse 21. Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. When Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him. And so he stayed by the sea chair. 22. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus, came up, and on seeing him, fell at his feet. And employed him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and leave. And this really challenges me about the life of Jesus. 
Jesus had a reputation for healing the sick. I'll repeat that again. Jesus had a reputation for healing the sick. And I tell you, saints of God, this should be our utmost heart desire and heart cry. When Jairus, when, when, uh, a Jairus came to meet Jesus, he knew. He says, come, my little daughter is at the point of death. Please come, lay your hands on her so she will get well and she would leave. You see, Jairus was 100% confident on the healing power and ability of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm thinking, if, if believers would have this same confidence on God and in Jesus. And how do we have this confidence in Jesus? John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was made flesh. God and His Word is one. He sent forth His Word, and it healed them, and saved them from their destruction. So God's healing power is locked up in His Word. It's locked up in His Word. Well, if you follow that series on the parable of the sower, we've got a six-part series there. And, man, I dealt with how the Word of God produces in our life. And if you don't have it, you can... Uh, drop a message or just request for it. Just drop a link somewhere there where you can drop any message and request for it and it will be sent to you on your WhatsApp free. The, the six-part series on the parable of the sower. Because I said in the beginning of that message, in the first part, that what Satan is after is after the word. So when you are sick, the sickness is just... <laughs> it's Satan's way of saying the word doesn't work. And that's where you need to grind your teeth and say, come on, I believe God's word. I believe God's word. And just as Jairus approached Jesus with confidence, you approach the word that way. You approach the word and say, you know what? I'm getting my healing scriptures. I'm taking my medicine. God's word is, is held to all their flesh. I'm taking this word into my flesh. And my flesh, you better respond, glory to God, to the word of God. You, you, you make up your mind that God's word will work. Not, not because... You listen, the word of God will work. You put your faith to it and it will work. Praise God. Well, let's go on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up and seen him, fell at his feet and employed him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so she'll get well and leave. Verse 24. And he went off with him. Jesus responded now. And I see the heart of Jesus. He left the crowd and... He wanted to minister to this one person. And that's what shepherds should be. A, a pastor, a shepherd, a man with the anointing and the call of God should be able to respond to such requests. To minister. To minister to the, to the sick and, and, and just reach out and be of a blessing. And we want to believe God today that as you're listening to this broadcast, if you're trusting God for any healing, any of sickness in your body in the name of Jesus we release the healing power of God and we decree that by the spirit and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will be completely made whole praise God forevermore and he went off with him and a large crowd was following him and pressing in on him okay the crowd was following Jesus a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years now listen carefully because we are going to deal with this 
if I can't finish today, I don't know what you guys are doing with the time, but the time is running. If I can't finish today, we will continue on, on Sunday. Look at this. Ah, glory to God. A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years. So this woman was bleeding for 12 years. That's a lot of time to bleed. And had endured much, look at this, at the hands of many physicians. <laughs> and this is interesting. It means all kinds of doctors have tried curing her. She's, in fact, uh, the Bible says, and had spent all that she had. And look at this. And was not helped at all. For 12 years, this woman had the issue of blood. She went to many physicians, plural there, physicians. She endured much at the hands of many physicians. And, I mean, listen to this carefully. We're not blaming the physicians. They were trying to help. <laughs> Praise God. Doctors are trying to get you well. Okay? But the Bible says she endured much at the hands of many physicians. And spent all that she had. So her money was gone. And she was not helped at all. She couldn't get the best of the solutions to her problem. For 12 years. That's a long time. That's more than a decade. Trying to get well. <laughs> Thank you Lord Jesus. But rather had grown worse. Well this is not good news. You realize this woman is trying to get herself well. She's, she's trying this doctor. She must have heard of this specialist hospital. She might have heard of this fantastic doctor at the end of town. And she took all her savings and she took all her money. Well, you know, we just know this woman as a woman with the issue of blood. We don't know if she had a child or if she, if she, had, <laughs> she had a husband. I'm not sure anyone was going to fall in love with her. You know what I'm saying? Because she was bleeding. <laughs> Praise God. But, she wasn't helped. She grew worse. She grew worse. So sometimes the presence of <coughs> uh, medicine uh, is not a hundred percent guarantee of total health. Praise God! And we see that we see that from this the case of this woman. She was growing worse. But verse twenty-seven. Look at the turning point. Look at all the. Negative things we've read in verse 26. Look at all the negative things we've read, right? She endured much at the hands of many physicians. That's not good. She has spent all that she had. Not good. She was not helped at all. Not good. But rather grew worse. That's final bad. <laughs> not good, not good, not good, final bad. You know, like... When you're marking scripts and the guy just has zero, 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 like four things, like no, 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 then like zero over zero. That's it. Like, not good at all. There's no positive news. But look at verse 27 and observe where this whole thing begins to turn. After hearing about Jesus. After hearing about Jesus. What happened? When this woman was going through all of this medical situation and this medical condition, news was going on about a man that heals. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the healer, was in town. Glory to God. And when she heard about Jesus, the scripture says she kept saying to herself. Can you, can you see that now? She heard so much about Jesus 
Hey, she believed that Jesus is going to be the source of my healing. Glory to God. And she said in her heart, If I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Glory to God. The confession of faith came out of her hearing. This gets me excited. The confession of faith. Regardless of how bad the situation was, she heard about Jesus. And that's what I'm saying to you today. You, if you, it doesn't matter how terrible your situation is. Get into the word of God. Read about Jesus. And that's what we're doing in our ministry office right now. We are spending this whole month of April reading the four gospels. What are we doing? Come on, what are we doing? We're feeding our faith with the person of Jesus. We're, we're reading about Jesus from his death to his ascension. What are we doing? We're hearing about Jesus again. We're reading again. Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What are we doing? As we are reading about Jesus, we are feeding our faith. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Glory to God. You know, uh, during this time, people are trying to do for a lot of things to do. Uh, well, let's do this. Let's do. Well, why don't you set up a work schedule? Why don't you get into the Word? Why don't you come to the place where your faith is boosted when you leave this whole thing that's going on in the world? Oh, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And after hearing about Jesus, she came up behind, in the crowd behind Him and touched His cloth. For she thought. Now, the Word... She thought was used by the New American Standard Version. But the original Greek there is, For she was saying, If I just touch his garment, I will get well. Listen. Woof. Glory to God. This woman was not dealing with probabilities. Did you see that? He wasn't de- she wasn't dealing with probabilities. She wasn't saying, well, I don't know if I touch, maybe I'll just get the perfume in his garment. I'm not sure if the healing power will flow to the garment. And I'm going to deal with this, man. I'm going to deal with it. Our time is almost going, but I'm going to deal with this strongly. She said in her heart, let's even go with the fact that she thought. What produced that thought? Information. She heard and she thought. You know, what you hear, you think. What you think, you speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Alright? So, what have we established tonight as we wrap up? We've established the hearing of faith. That if we want to be people of faith, if we want to be able to believe God and be able to do what God has called us to do, if you want to be able to live the life that God has called you to live, the life of righteousness, (laughs) if you want to live the life of prosperity and increase, being able to reach out to the world and do what God has asked you to do. Saints of God, we cannot do this without faith. And the sharing of faith. We're going to continue with, uh, on Sunday, please make sure you tune into our broadcast on Sunday. We're going to continue with, with the, the hearing of faith, what we do with evil report. Glory to the name of the Father. But you see, make our time to get into the Word of God. Make our time to hear God's Word. And as you hear the Word, As you open your heart to the word, what's going to happen is that there will be an impartation of faith. Hallelujah. There will be an impartation of faith. Faith cannot come any other way than through the word of God. 
The word of God is the seed carrier of faith. You know, some people say, well, I've been going through these trials to just build my faith. Man, if it is by trials and persecution that's going to build our faith, most of us will be faith giants. But realize that those who have gone through the tri- through most intense trials the most are those who have almost like given up on everything. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to the name of the Father. So make up your mind today, okay? Make up your mind today to get a hold of God's word and to feed your faith. Now listen to this. Feeding your faith is your responsibility. Nobody can feed your faith for you. You have to take responsibility to it. This book is faith food. The Bible is faith food. John 6, 63. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. The spirit of faith is impacted when we hear God's word. Glory to the name of the Father. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. And we ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that your life and strength will be impacted upon everyone. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak the blessing upon everyone. And we decree today that the blessing of God will rest upon your house in the name of Jesus. May God bless you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.